0: We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood?
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the California Penal League podcast. Uh, The podcast devoted to all things baseball with um, mostly a flavor of the Cleveland Indians. Uh, I'm Steve with me as always is... Chris and Anthony Fabiana. What's going on, gentlemen?
2: We won tonight, so we're all in a good mood. Yes. Uh, yeah. As of this
1: recording, the Indians, after dropping a bummer of a series against the Twins, uh, weekend series against the Twins, they have taken the first two games in the series against the Tigers, which you might expect and hope for, and that's a good thing. So we, the Indians currently are six games over 500 game and a half out uh, of uh, first place with White Sox. We're feeling pretty good, A, because the Indians won, B, because we all got to make fun of the New Era local market hats, which have already been taken off the shelves. I don't know if we didn't talk about this, but New Era wiped them. Those lasted about, like, what, 12 hours, They were wiped from the New Era website. They were so bad that they were gone. Like, I, I do not know, I don't know, like, what the thought process was with that. New Era usually is pretty good, even when they put out the weird stuff. They have some duds though. Have you guys seen the Father's Day
2: hats? I'm the Indians are the Indians' hat is black. Oh that that's their go-to. That's their go to though. It's like, oh, which like a black and white version of and it's like this is like the same. Yeah. Give me give no, me something special. That reminds me of the players weekend hats where
1: it was like, hey, Uh-oh. what if it was all white? <laughs> like And you couldn't even read the jersey numbers nor the names. Oh god. No, so well yeah so New Air, you know, they do some good stuff. Um, I, I do like a lot of their stuff, although I am, I might be partial to like 47 brand, but, uh, new air does some decent things. They have always got to try different stuff cause they always have to put out new merch. So it's not like they can just rest on like, Hey, here's the authentic on field hat. Uh, right. they gotta be yeah. like, here's some crazy shit you might like. And so this was, that's, this uh, was, was- <laughs> the <laughs> craziest shit I've ever seen. I did notice that. The Braves hat, if anybody hasn't seen these yet, go look up these hats. You can only see them now as relics of the past.
0: They, they're immortalized <laughs> on
1: Twitter. They I are. Pretty certain. Some of them were so nuts. Like, the Tampa Bay one didn't even have the right zip codes or area codes. Yeah. Uh, they had the Tampa area code, but not St. Petersburg. The, the
0: I saw one hat that had, like, four zip, uh, four area codes.
1: The uh, Dodgers one had, like, six. It's something yeah. insane. Yeah. The... Braves one I really liked because they had a peach on the side, but it was like not orange, like that like peachy orange. It was literally like well, was flesh it peach. peach. <laughs> so it looked like an ass, oh, like on the side oh, of the yeah, hat. It's it's like, up right now. Yeah, it definitely looks like uh, just some ass cheeks on the side of the Braves hat, which I enjoyed.
0: Well, the Indians and Reds had the Buckeye Leaf, and I uh, I saw a couple people poking fun saying, you know, that it was a marijuana leaf. I like that. Also, they had an acoustic yeah.
1: guitar on the Indians' hat. On they the went with the non-electric yeah. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, Kill so me. The,
2: and a pierogi, Kill me. And a goddamn pierogi on the back of the hat, which was my favorite part. Nice little touch. <laughs> yeah. God. I did like the 1920s. The 1920 yeah. was pretty cool. The, the 1920 the Champions championship were, logo is pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. That's
0: all it should have and been. That's where it, that's where yeah. it
1: ended. They've <laughs> done hats like that, I think, in the past, where like they put like cool stuff on the side, like that. But this was just like let's just put like a sprinkling of four random clip art stuff on the hat, and it's it really yeah. was clip art quality. Yeah, so actually, those hats will be kind of cool because like someday somebody will acquire one and like they'll be out in the wild somewhere and you'll see they'll one be at a game just like so proud of their hat yeah like they're going to be out there at some point but yeah so that was a lot of fun people were having and it was a good day for that uh also the indians being a game and a half out of first place going uh into the last week of may is also a great thing the thing that um is going to be interesting is this is the first real test, I would say, for the Indians. There's a lot of adversity being thrown their way, to say say the least. Not only in the form of certain guys not meeting expectations to the point that they had to get called back to Columbus, uh, but also a number of injuries. So uh, the three kind of major things we're looking at right now is Tristan McKenzie averaging a walk per inning in this season, uh, most in baseball, I believe. Uh, got finally got yes. mercifully sent back to Columbus to work out some some of the kinks, dude. And he had never pitched in Columbus.
0: Well, I mean, uh, let's, yes. let's throw that out right. there too. Like that's that's something that kind of gets
1: glommed and over. He barely pitched in the minors because of injuries anyway. So yeah, Justin yeah. McKenzie was forced into a tough position. Didn't pitch like awful. Just doesn't have the command right now and needs to kind of work on some stuff. So. I think they just had to send him down because what was happening was he was just getting shelled and and couldn't even go 5 innings in some of these most of these games. So yeah. um that is unfortunate because we also at the moment don't really have much of a fifth starter. Um Sam Hentges is serviceable right now in a couple starts. So he's he's shown flashes but he's also lots shown of attention.
0: some lo- lots of uh areas maybe that we should kind of keep an eye on
1: yeah so and he too doesn't have a long minor league uh resume well a lot of these guys at this point aren't going to have a lot of you know i mean they all had a lost year so it's going to be really some of these guys are just it's going to be
2: different for all of them you know guys have like like three weeks they've gotten and because we're going to have to call up a couple of dudes uh because of uh what you're what you have not yet mentioned that was enough nice
1: yeah. So on the other side of the coin, the Indians have also lost Fran Mil Reyes for many a weeks. Um, uh, he was on a, what was it on a swing? He took a huge cut yeah. and uh, it was his like oblique side that he uh, injured. So he is out for a pretty good amount of time. Six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah, five like to,
2: they said five to seven. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay.
1: five to six. So what that did mean though is it's Miller time, baby. Owen Miller, who we've talked about numerous times in the podcast, who was absolutely raking it, in Columbus has gotten a call up and immediately inserted into the lineup. He's got a hit, scored a couple runs at this point, but I don't think he's going to be... I think I think I would be shocked if he ever found his way back down to Columbus. So uh, Owen Miller is up, I would, I would imagine. I'll eat my words, I guess, potentially. Um, I would say, here to stay. And then one of the more devastating things that just happened today, Zach Plesek is out for an extended period of time because somebody explained this to me, what he did. Forcefully removed his shirt and hit it on a chair. Was this after he got... After he got... Roughed up in his up. last start, last right? Start. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, I mean, this is like,
0: I want to like how like how does one forcefully take off a shirt and
1: break? Well, that's um a finger. Like
2: I want it got caught. It got sealant. caught in the
1: chair. Apparently, it got caught in yeah. the chair. Okay. Well, that reminds me of uh, that Hwas- Hwasker uh, Inoa uh, with the Braves, who was like on a tear. He's a rookie, twenty three year old pitcher, just lighting it up. He was mad at us in a start, and he punched like a wall or a bench or something and broke his finger. Sure. Um, which like, that's what I was expecting to hear. Yeah. I mean, insane. it's not insane. just washing his car territory in terms of weird injuries, but like these dudes break their hands and stuff like carrying groceries, washing their goddamn car. Like
2: I, it, it is insane to me. I would have a like Zoolander poly like encased <laughs> thing on my pitching hand, like during the season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or,
1: like, I mean, I understand, emo- you know, it's hard to get too mad at Plisak because, you know, he had, you know, heated the moment, the emotion. He just got roughed up. He's had an up and sure. down season. He's a young guy still. It's like, I would be pissed, too. And I'd probably react, you know, in a sort of angry way. But, like, it's just a freak accident. and It doesn't help things because now the Indians, instead of working on finding a fourth and fifth starter— now are dealing with essentially your three through five being completely in flux yeah like the carousel is going to be like going 100 miles an hour in terms of trying to find guys to to fill those roles you're gonna be doing bullpen games you're gonna be doing the cal Quantrill show i was gonna say if you're a fan of the tampa bay
0: rays we have some open yeah, room on the bandwagon. On, baby. Fearing, uh, There's always gonna be room. Come join us. Always we're room. gonna have uh we're gonna have weird
1: uh piggyback games and I don't know how you can't be a fan of the Rays Woo. when they've got Dick Mountain on that team right now. Dick Mountain oh, just yeah. just uh, <laughs> threw 13 strikeouts, which I believe I, I don't I can't get the I don't know where the tweet was. Is that a club record? I don't know if it's a club record, but it was a he tied with Randy Johnson for most strikeouts from a player that old or something, I can't. They need to make escape to, to Dick Mountain shirts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it, dude! I love that. So he's over. So Tampa yeah, T-shirt companies get on it. Rich Hill is the oldest pitcher. He's forty-one to toss thirteen strikeouts in a game since Randy Johnson in two thousand eight. So Dick Mountain is a live and well baby. Escape to Dick Mountain. Oh, that's good. Yep. Yep. We'll have to do that. I actually was thinking about a shirt. Quick plug. I run Cleveland Vintage shirts. And one of the... uh, ClevelandVintage.com. One of the shirts I wanted to do is Selby is God. Because there was a guy who had a Selby is God sign Mm -hmm. when he hit that game-winning homer. It was a random Indian of the week a few weeks ago. um, (laughs) Against Rivera. So I was thinking about doing a Selby is God shirt, uh, speaking of random, uh, player t-shirts, but the other idea is that, um, we would get the rights to, like, I was thinking about doing, like, a shirt that was just, like, a pair of glasses and it just says, like, plunk under it. Like, getting, like, (laughs) oh.
2: (laughs) My dad's least favorite player. I think it was everybody's. I think everybody's least favorite player. (laughs) He was pretty serviceable, okay? Oh. But I would get,
1: I want to get, like, naming, like, Rights to guys like that, Bill Selby, like guys that like would not get typically a shirt. I want to start doing that. So I don't know if Dick Mountain is trademarked or anything. I don't know if we had to get that. It might be, but I love it. Um, Let's never forget that he had sixty three games
0: with the Indians in two thousand thirteen <laughs> a six point two eight ERA that season. He's uh he's rebounded since that year.
1: Dude, yeah, just a bit. I have to say, I am completely... I, com- I, I that yeah. You want to talk about the most, like, random thing of all time? I completely forgot Rich Hill was on this team. Like...
0: Yeah. It, no, As you should, based on the numbers I just threw oh out there. Oh, my God.
1: ERA over six? I mean, I know he reinvented himself in L.A., but, like, dude, I, that was out of my brain that he was ever on this team. That was a playoff team. Also... Here, here's a crazy thing about that the 2013 year for
0: him. He appeared in 63 games, yet only <laughs> pitched
1: 38 and two thirds innings, Christ. <laughs> and allowed 38. The hits. old matchup lefty, baby. Yeah. Well, then we could do an escape. When well, he did have 51 strikeouts. Hey, there we go. We could do an escape to Dick Mountain for uh for the Indians
0: then. Yeah.
1: yeah, doing some red and
0: blue, yeah. baby. You know, come on.
1: Okay, all right. We'll keep it on yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah. I like that. The the old, the like random Indians collection, which I think would I be like hilarious.
2: That. Yeah, we could do a whole random Indian of the Week we'll, collection. N- <sighs> we will we'll never run out of content. That contract. is true.
1: Um, okay, I love it. I will be socking that idea away.
2: So, oh my it's God. kind oh of... Oh my God, Steve. Yeah. The dude... I did. I don't remember his name. Uh, A couple weeks ago, who stole the bat? You can have the Mission Impossible with him like hanging. Yeah. 100%. Oh my
0: God. I was actually, when I, so (laughs) for those listeners who want to, you know, see these random Indians of the week, uh, we do have them on Twitter. They're always, or I'm sorry, on Instagram. They always, we always have a slide of the random Indian and fabs. When I was trying to put that together, I was, a, I was trying to find a good picture of Tom Cruise from that original mission okay. impossible where he's doing that descent and then just really just kind of crudely photoshopping phoning yeah. it in, crudely <laughs> photoshopping <laughs> it in. But I decided oh, that, I uh, that it was too much. Was work. It? Chris, do you remember but, who that was?
1: Uh, That was yeah. Go look it up. Go look it up for a second. Um, He was a random Indian at one point that we did. Uh, So Grimsley. Oh, Jason Grimsley. Yeah, Jason Grimsley. (laughs) Grimsley. Yes. (laughs) Oh shoot! Oh my god, that is funny. All right. So good. Great T-shirt ideas aside. boy, is it going to be an interesting couple of weeks, couple of months here for the Indians. The offense still isn't necessarily lighting the world on fire. Uh, (laughs) Although Cesar Hernandez, hey man, Cesar Hernandez got his up over 220 and uh, so did uh, Eddie Rosario. So those guys are starting to hit, which is nice. Uh, Harold Ramirez is still contributing and Owen Miller being on the team. I think is going to add some some, uh, depth to the lineup. Uh, but y- Jake Bowers had a three-hit game He has which, crossed the mendoza um, line. we have a mendoza line warning. he's up to 2-12 yes.
0: Ooh. I,
1: it, yeah so
0: uh um, in here the to words uh yeah i don't know i don't know after that that blunder in the ninth last night i'm all, I'm not giving him a
2: month i'll give him 2 what weeks what is going on with our fielding i i, I we have like yeah game. that's
0: all
1: of a
2: sudden our defense is just, rough well, it's, it's uncharacteristic.
1: It from... I mean, Ramirez at third has had a rough start to the year, and that is uncharacteristic of him. I, I don't know if it's just one of those things where it's like... It's Cesar? Yeah, it just might be just one of those years where it's like... I mean, they got to clean it up because you literally cannot be giving away runs at any point with this team. And it's, and it's hurt that they've lost that games because of it. And... In, in... Austin Hedges is pretty solid too, behind
0: the dish. Um, so there's not been a really defensive drop off between Perez and him, but this kind of crossed my mind the other night. Perez knows these pitchers. Hedges, for the most part, I mean, he's been around for half this. He was here last year towards you know for a few games, and he's obviously was in camp with these guys but he doesn't know him like Perez. Right. And when you stand around and pitchers make extra pitches, you know, you know, you you kind of get flat on your feet and all that stuff. So I don't want to pinpoint it on them, but I'm I'm starting and uh and I'm escaping his name's escaping me now, but the uh, other catcher that was brought in too. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, between Rivera and and Hedges, you know these guys aren't as familiar with the pitching staff, right? Well, you wonder if that has. I wonder with, if that might lead to that
1: a little potentially, bit. yeah. Or it even has something to do with you know Shane Bieber's had a good year, but he yeah. hasn't been.
2: Yeah, the, the the as on in the, the last pitching few hasn't been as crisp. Yeah, he's been giving up a lot of hits, which is I'm a little concerned about. But um, have yeah, you seen the reports of the starts. Indians?
1: The Indians have offered him like two extensions at this point that he's turned down. Really? I wonder if after this season, he would take it. If, if, if this season isn't like Cy Young material. Yeah. I mean, I know hoping. that's it'll be an interesting
0: story to follow. Yeah. For sure.
1: I don't know if that, I mean, I mean, he still is worthy of, you know, he still would command like an insane deal. I was actually thinking, getting into the idea about like, who could the Indians target, you know, if, if for the rotation, because like, if the Indians are going to continue to contend, they're going to need to find some outside help. They're going to need to, we've talked about it a number of times, yeah, need veteran to, arm, veteran sure. arm, like just keep bringing it up. I was looking at some different guys uh, from some of the teams that we, uh, you know, have considered to maybe be, uh, you know, on life support or dead. And one guy I was looking at was Madison Bumgarner. I was like, well, he probably didn't sound like too big of a deal with uh, the diamondbacks. <laughs> I'm like, he might be attainable. That dude is 31 and signed a 5 year like 90 million dollar deal with the Diamondbacks and I'm like what the hell were I mean, he doing?
0: One year the first year was last year of that deal and now there's
1: yeah it's 5 years 85 million almost four oh, yeah he's not a free agent it's, I mean he'll basically he'll pitch to, you know he's paid till his 35 uh year his age of 35 and it's like I just hardly any pitchers are are worth it by that point. I mean, Max Scherzer has been, and Justin Verlander has been good, but, like, and Zach Granke's been serviceable for a long time, but, like, talking about our, our boy Dick Mountain, like, it's very incredibly rare for pitchers to, to be worth, to be that good late in their career, but then to even be worth that kind of contract it's like yeah. none of them.
0: Well, gardeners making like nineteen million this year, and then like twenty four the next two years, and then the last year of the deal, I think it drops down to like
2: fourteen. I mean, to be fair, the Indians could could trade for him and still be probably bottom, still keep the payroll yeah, under eighty five uh, 85 mil. <laughs> Yeah. I
0: don't know if I necessarily want a 30,
1: year old Madison Bumgardner on my head. Yeah, Madison
2: Bumgardner. But yeah, I think his best days are certainly behind him.
1: I mean, that is just like heinous to me. But there are some other names out there. It's just the fact that like nobody is going to like make anybody, you know, cream their jeans when they start hearing some of these names that the Indians could acquire. It's like you start.
0: Hey, there's a couple, there's a couple uh, household names that
1: I think we could. Well, I just don't. I just don't think anybody should get, like, you know, it's like, nope, we're, nobody's thinking the Indians are going to go out and acquire some ace, you know. Oh. But what it no. can do, that's actually puts the Indians in a good position as of right now, is, like, they don't have to give up the farm to acquire some of these guys. You can give up low A guys, essentially, for some of these rotation pieces. Right. Like, And they have we've no talked about, to give that up. Yeah, we've talked about. And so much middle and exactly, field like, depth. 400 middle infielders to choose from. Uh, we've talked about Jean Gray in Colorado. We've talked about Tyler Anderson in Pittsburgh. Um, I, he's not a real option, but we just mentioned Evan Bumgardner. Um, I actually thought about this, Chris, when you added a Matt Harvey in Baltimore. Yeah, even though he's been getting like lit up recently, could be somebody they look at. Uh, the other two names that I threw out there were Chris Flexen with the Mariners, who signed like a two-year, four million dollar deal. And then Jeff Hoffman with uh, the Reds, if, the Maris,
2: if they eat three years of that or three million of that, we might we might be able to do it. <laughs> well, yeah. and the thing with like Anderson
0: and Harvey, they're both making peanuts. Right, Harvey's signed a one-year, one million-dollar deal. Uh, Anderson signed a one-year, two and a half million-dollar deal. Like those are probably. I feel like the most likely because also you can certainly get away
2: with a low a prospect. Totally. Yeah. Point. And yeah, the one year, one, one year deal makes the most sense for them because, you know, you're going to get pleasant back hopefully in, I don't know, four weeks. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Did he his I, mean, I looked it up. Yeah, of course he did. It's, it's his thumb on his pitching hand. Yeah. <laughs> of course he
0: did. And I'm no doctor, but WebMD tells me that a uh, non-disclosed or uh, displaced—I'm sorry, non-displaced—fracture, the recovery time is four to six oh, weeks. Christ,
1: okay, so I mean, so I've, maybe two at months
2: after you know some rehab starts. So him and Franmil might be coming back around the same time.
1: Basically, oh June is going to be all about survival for the yes. Indians. I mean, yes. it is just full-on yeah. survival mode. Play 500 baseball. And I get, yeah, like, and
2: I guess if it, if it was going to happen any month, at least it's June where we can call the guys up and it won't impact service time. So it wasn't like a double whammy.
1: Well, let me tell you this. Let's look at, you want to see something that might make you feel a little bit better. The June schedule, here are your opponents. The White Sox, it's going to be tough. Four game series with the White Sox. Uh, yep. The doubleheader on Memorial Day. On Memorial Day. You also face the Orioles. Okay, Uh, for six games, there's two series there. (laughs) Baby, you go from a four gamer at home against the Orioles to Pittsburgh, then you and then there's also the Cubs and Cardinals in there and the Mariners. But you also end the month with the Twins and Tigers. So like June, not that you know, is setting up to be like competitive. It's not Like, like you're, you know, it's not the Rays, it's not the Blue Jays who you do play this weekend. It's not, you know, dude do... Uh, it's, yeah, Not it's not a murderer's yes. row or a who's it's who. like, okay, if I had to choose the opponents to, to play in June while you're trying to survive, yes, the Pirates and Tigers would, and Orioles would make that list. They would all be on that list. They, they'd be at the top. Yeah. I mean, those are four teams that we've basically
0: ruled out of making any noise the rest of the year. Yes. At the quarter-waste
2: mark already. We're like, nope stick a fork in them, see them in 2020. Okay, so realistically, you know, I think it is realistic to go to 14, I, I'm assuming they're playing around 28 games, 14 and 14, 15 and 13. If you do if you 15 and 13 and they're at six games, if they just stay 500 the remainder of the month, then you're eight games over 500 going into July. Shabby. And, yeah, and I, I would, would say at this that.
0: point, you know, the all-star breaks and, you know, mid, mid July mm-hmm. too. I mean, is
1: it fair to say yeah, at this so. point that the AL central is a two team race and it will yeah. be,
2: I mean, yeah. If the Indians stay, if the Indians can, can get the to these injuries and stay close. Like I think, I, I, I mean, I know Kansas city's not that far back, but they're only really four like, games out. They, they came back from yeah, d- dropping 11 hot. in a row. That's oh, wow. crazy. Yeah, they got they got high here they recently. Did. and did, yes. Got me a little, a little nervous. I want to share something with you real quick. A tweet from the beat reporter for the White Sox. Uh, Joe West, famous, terrible umpire. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we, uh, uh, so here's the tweet. Joe West, and we understand this is by his own request, was presented a bouquet of flowers by the San Diego Chicken tonight. To recognize him for breaking the all-time record for games <laughs> umpired, <laughs> so it's like Joe, they asked him, Joe, like, "How do you want to be honored?" And He's like, "I want the San Diego Chicken to give me a bouquet of flowers."
0: Hell, hell, fucking yeah! Wasn't that the yes. uh, and that was? I love him.
2: That was the White Sox and Cardinals game, yes.
0: right?
2: In yeah, Chicago. Why the San Diego? How did they get? That's, yeah. that's a muscle. How did they get the San Diego Chicken to come there? I think the
0: San Diego is the Chicken's a uh, mercenary. Yeah. He's a mercenary mascot really? these days.
2: Oh, that's sad. Yeah,
0: yeah. He he is yeah, uh, a free
2: agent, I think.
0: Oh. Yeah, <laughs> not like the uh, not like the beloved uh,
1: baseball bug. <laughs> hey, there's another shirt I'm working on. I love the baseball bug. Justice for him. Oh, that's
0: that's a that's a low key priority. Of uh, I think I I don't want to speak for all three of us, but I I I, I will. Um, I think that should be a low key priority of all three of us to see the resurrection of the baseball bug. I think so. I think you're right. Oh, I, I think love we that.
2: Ju- yeah, it's a nightmare, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Pure
1: nightmare fuel. Change.org. We'll start it. We'll start it soon. Um, um, and we'll. Bring well I've got some midges ideas floating around too. So I got got a lot of stuff. Got a lot of stuff floating around. We'll see. We'll see what comes to fruition.
0: Though I I, I mean Steve, I'm glad that you brought up that June schedule though. Because, again, don't want to speak for all three of us, but if the Indians... I I do want to talk about some internal options here quickly, too. Yeah, throw them out there. Um, But thinking outside the box, also, um, I just want to put it out there. My services are available
1: (laughs) at a very reasonable price. So This is um, why you need... I'm telling you, dude, this is why we all need to just develop a knuckleball and just start going to tryouts or like hanging out outside of just the facility just hanging outside of high schools
0: <laughs> little league
1: fields like, nothing creepy just, man. Yeah, wherever scouts might be <laughs> anyway go go through the names i think those are good yeah names that are yeah
0: so so obviously there's there's a real possibility that mckenzie might be coming he might uh, he'll be back Wear out seventy one yeah. and be right back up in the right. rotation after you know two or three starts down in Columbus. Yep. Um Allen has struggled in Columbus, so um I don't see Logan Allen coming back. But um don't forget that Cal Quantrill uh was a starter. Um, but he's really kind of I I even thought last year he really kind of filled in nicely in the bullpen as that multiple inning guy, um, and would certainly be kind of a guy that we would need um, if we decided to kind of go with a bullpen game. Like, he he makes total sense to have in the pen. Even along with, uh, you know, Stefan too. Both those guys have some starting experience and would be probably called upon to pitch, you know, maybe two, three innings. At least one. Uh, I think Salen does have a little bit. um, I know he was a starter in college, but I don't... I mean, that was three years ago. I don't know how stretched out he would be, but he could probably give you at least two innings. At least two innings, you know, here and there. Um, Also have uh, Juan Carlos Mejia, who um, is, you know, also currently... In that bullpen, and I thought was going to get the start the other night, but didn't. Um, but I think they're keeping him around, too, as that piggyback, another piggyback option. But his problem, um, he's still very young. He's 24, but he only has nine innings to his resume in AAA. Yeah. So. Um, Another guy who none of these guys are perfect. Yeah, no. Like, let me also say that like th- there's flaws in all of these guys' resumes, um, which looking back now at last year's missed season, you, you, you kind of just go, darn it. You know, I wish, right. Wish we could have had some se- semblance of a minor league season, but obviously with everything going on, that was not going to be the case. So uh, there's Scott Moss. Who we acquired in that Trevor Bauer trade. Um, he's the oldest of this bunch, but has, uh, hit a little bit of a road bump in uh, Columbus and hasn't been pitching terribly well. Eli Morgan, who I've heard rumblings that he could be the guy that gets called up. He's been on some prospect lists and kind of also, uh, Projects as a back end of the rotation guy as well. Okay. A uh, very good control. Okay. I love it. So he wouldn't be, I wouldn't be all that shocking to see him get called up. And then kind of a dark horse is, uh, Juan Hillman, who's an Akron. Um, but again, has only pitched just over 20 innings in double A. And, uh, Never previously pitched beyond single A up until this year, so that would be a big ask. Yeah,
1: it would be likely that we'd be in a pretty tough position if he ends up so, his way into the rotation. Yeah,
2: so yeah, it might be a, another another season for playoffs. Uh,
0: I, I I guess yeah. uh, what I'm getting at here is that yeah, we definitely need to explore that
1: that trade market, at least for one guy. That's a, I mean, I thought that was even the case when police sag. When when police yes. deck was, uh, w- yeah. before he got hurt, and even when McKenzie was still in the rotation officially, it just felt like, like man, you look at a guy like Lance Lynn with the White Sox where it's like just a veteran guy who goes out there, eats up innings, isn't like... Get you five, six just, innings at third. Yeah, start. Gives you gives you a chance every fifth day. The Indians' big problem is that they fall behind a lot early. And they're constantly digging themselves out of holes. And they just need... And that's collectively. I mean, that's that's almost everybody. Um, Savali might... I mean, this year, Savali's been the most reliable guy in the rotation. Even more so than Beaver at this point. Because Beaver's had a bit of a rough patch in May. Um, but just a veteran who just goes out there and at least gives you a chance. I'm not asking you to set the world on fire. But like you said, five or six innings... It's not too much to ask. Be league average. Have a have an ERA of like four. That's all you need.
0: That's all we need. But but you know, get you five strikeouts in six innings, you know, limit the walks and just just keep us in the game.
1: Yeah. And and you know, might have one of those starts every now and then where goes seven and gives up a run and you know, just kind of sure, you know, sure. Just just gives you that balance, gives you the bullpen arrest. No, knows how to pitch, just he's been there before. Um, and I'm sure there are plenty of other guys that we haven't mentioned, and more will come to light as teams maybe fall out of it or other guys become available. But uh, it, it will be interesting. And the Indians that's kind of a sweet spot, I feel like, for them. It's like, oh, we just need like a cheap veteran that won't cost us much of anything, and we just have to trade, you know, glo- our globs of low a, low a talent. Like, great. That actually like sets up very nicely. So, and
0: and your boy Tyler Anderson really kind of checks that box like purposely. Yes, for me. I'm digging him because you know the Pir- You look at the pirates roster. Um, don't do it on an empty stomach because you're going to vomit. Except for Adam Frazier. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, there. I mean, they, they got some pieces. They got some pieces, but. By and large, that roster... Oh, it's pretty heinous. Yes. Oh, it makes me sick
1: to my yeah. stomach. <laughs> but we could pill for it for some pitching help. So, I'm all about it. I would even say, like... I would even go to the Pirates and be like, what's it going to take to get Adam Frazier and Anderson out of you? If I, if, if you were really starting to get crazy, because uh, Adam Frazier plays in the outfield. Like, what will it take to well, get the National
0: That leaves... I mean... That leads me to another point that I was thinking of during tonight's game. He had a home run tonight, but Luplow had been doing nothing all of May. I mean, I'm, I love the
1: idea that. And I know he was banged up for a few yeah, games. But that whole concept of he should get to play against all righties and lefties, I'm like, that has gone out the window. And also him hitting cleanup yeah. makes me want to barf. Like, it's I like Jordan. Oh, God. I like Jordan Luplo a lot, but, I, but like, on no planet should he be your cleanup
2: hitter. Never. I don't no. care.
1: <laughs> no,
0: not even like a spring training. Game. Uh, I'm
1: sorry.
2: You
0: want to know?
1: You want to know Adam Frazier's contract? Yes, one please. year, four million dollars. He signed with the Pirates. Go to them and be like, "I want Adam Frazier and Tyler Anderson. What will it take?" And it's like for dudes that are on one year, two. What they're both on one year contracts. It's like
2: it would take nothing, nothing at all yeah, to go to the no, Pirates and get that to deal done. It In solves. If there was an outfit need. It gives you our fourth starter, fifth starter, and gives win. you the best hitter in the NL right now. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, dude, that would be the smartest thing. Get on the phone with them now. Yeah, one of them like decent, you know, not top ten, top fifteen.
0: Would it even take? Would it even take two prospects, or could you even just do like, hey, here's um, here's a hundred thousand dollars in uh, international money.
2: And I would and a give prospect. him Jake. I mean, these Jim, are Jake Bowers and Logan Allen. Jake Bowers,
0: I'll give you Jake Bowers. I'll give you uh, a bag of used baseballs. A shortstop who uh, doesn't even crack her top thirty prospects. You do have
2: a ton of middle infielders we can just throw at
0: them.
1: Like, do you want they four really or five? I mean, you're you're looking at somebody yeah. who is going to be on no top prospect list to get the to get that. I mean, honestly, yes. no, it, right. you know, not on one year yeah. deal, get like them that. on the phone no. right this second and be like, just name it. Who do you want in uh, Lynchburg? Just tell me and you can have them. Like it does, it's like it, it yeah. is truly a no brainer to do that deal uh, on both sides because the pirate season is over. I mean, they're in dead last and they are dropping fast and the Indians that serves two needs for them. God, it makes a lot of sense. I am just thinking of this idea now, and I need to... I don't know. It, it almost makes... Andy's number.
0: It almost makes too much sense.
1: <laughs> Where's my turnoff? <laughs> like, I it just... Yeah, it's such a no-brainer, man. What's going on with
2: Oscar Mercado?
1: He's really struggling. Uh, not
2: much. Really okay. struggling.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a bummer. Our, all of our... Yeah, all of our guys in Columbus are
2: um, e-
1: struggling. <laughs> eating too much ass and not getting in the batting cage that's that's what we're talking about yeah okay
0: so yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm looking at i'm looking at the lynchburg roster right now and i'm i'm sure i'm overlooking a couple of these guys but there's a couple names that that i'm like oh i recognize that name but beyond that um yeah pretty much throw a dart at the
1: roster and you get to take two of those dudes honestly it would it would it makes so much sense it really does and then you could even like you could even go to frazier and be i mean i don't know if he would command like this huge contract but like it would still be a not at this point in his career because he's what uh he's 29 so you could even go to him and be like all right two years with an option on our you know he plays like second base but actually he's arbitration eligible Man, makes a lot of so sense. So he's arb
0: eligible yeah. um, for next year. So really, you'd have him
2: for this year and next year, and then do a two or three year extension. Probably get him eight million a year max. At that I age, mean, he's always been
1: a a, a I mean, he's very a career two
0: seventy nine yeah. hitter. I mean, very
1: serviceable hitter. It just seems to make a lot of sense.
0: I mean, league average numbers across the board. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing... doesn't hit for power, but like... But is he I a Francona no. guy?
2: Is he a Ooh. Francona guy? Oh. I That's hmm. the, the litmus test. I'm going to... I would say... Well, there's... That's the question. <laughs> yeah, like we trade for
1: him and it's it, like... He never touches the field. Yeah, Tito refuses to play him. It's like, you know, Bowers grinds it out, man. What can I say? He makes
0: a Hold of on, let plays. me take a look. Oof. Frazier's five ten, so we could probably convert him to being a first baseman too. (laughs) We just Just about five ten seems to be one guy starts every
1: day. Like we get enough guys to start one game a week at first. (laughs)
0: We just can't put Josh Naylor there. I don't know why. What the
2: problem seems to be, but God, move Naylor seems to be the best position. Just keep put Frazier in right field and move Naylor to first base. There, solved. (laughs) I
1: think. Yeah. yeah, Adam Frazier in his career typically has played, like, left field, but he's got a lot of time in center and right. So, like, the dude's played all over the outfield. Like, it just makes so much sense. I'm going to get on that train until the trade deadline, and I'm going to will it into existence. We're,
0: we're putting this out there. We're going to – good vibes, good vibes only. We're going to put this out there. I'm um, And yeah. with any luck, you know, are putting it out into the universe – Will bring us the
1: same results that when we put out the Eddie Rosario. That is true. Vibe. That is true. We we made so, that happen with Eddie Rosario. We did. We can make this happen with Adam Frazier and Tyler Anderson. Listeners, take note. It was us, it wasn't the front office? If it you're re- if you're
2: a religious person, uh, but we're like all the your... We don't get involved in the postseason <laughs> 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 until, <That's> <laughs> until now. <laughs> until now. <laughs> <laughs> until now. Until <laughs> now. But only um, for the Rays, right. not for the Indians, dude. <sighs> The Rays did
1: pull off quite the nice trade where they got uh, a couple of relievers for Willie Adams. I was getting jacked up about that deal that they made with the <laughs> Brewers. I was like, more bullpen help, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <That was some laughs> well, they love, I mean, they ideas. need, they need. I was, doing like, I was doing like the Conor McGregor struck <laughs> all
0: across <laughs> the house. You know what? I, uh, I, I don't doubt it.
1: I 100% I can yeah. envision that. Like I love that too. You're like, "Wait, we got what for what?" Ooh. Yes. Willie Adamas hey man, when the Rays trade a prospect, they fleece every team out of out of it because it's like, "Oh, you're going to trade me a 25-year-old shortstop?" And it's like, "Yeah, we definitely are. He's a career 250 hitter. Give us two give us two bullpen guys that both have like great ERAs this season. Give
0: us two bullpen arms that are that we're going to
1: just make even better."
0: I imagine
2: yes. the I imagine the Rays like they spend their scouting money on you know like 500 teenagers who are like super into analytics and baseball and they just send them all over the country and so like it's like they give them 100 bucks a week to afford all these <laughs> these like scouts and so they have this all this this young like crazy army of just like just mercenaries honestly scouts. i don't think you're too yeah. far off yeah.
0: Babs. i really don't think you are because um their owner is a huge analytics okay. dude. Obviously, I mean, he's committed to the this right, this right, yeah way of thinking with the pitching of you know, hey, if we have just you know two good starters, these are three games. We'll just you
1: know do a bullpen. So game. the Indians are going to have to start to think about
0: yeah, yeah. And I mean, the, the funny thing is, the first time I heard about this was I think right after we got Trevor Bauer because. The guys at Driveline were talking about this almost a decade ago. They're like, basically, you know, pitching contracts are just going up and up and up. At some point, teams are going to get wise and just be like, well, we can't afford that. Like, we can't afford, like, three pitchers making $20 million mm-hmm. each. Like, we can afford one, and then we can have, like, one or two other good pitchers, you know, on cheap deals. And then the other couple games, we'll just do, you know, Bullpen game. Because well, what's the difference between a fifth? And these guys at Driveline predicted this like, you know, or 10 years what's ago. What's the
1: difference between a fifth starter with like a sub five ERA and like just rolling the dice on a bullpen game with guys going like one and a one yeah. third, two innings, you know, whatever the hell. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, how many guys get lit up in that second round, you know, second? wave through the the lineup so if you can get two innings three innings out of your your you know starter right. that night and then go to another two innings you know suddenly you're into the fifth inning already it's a beautiful yeah. thing yeah it is and then it's just okay and then it's bullpen you know this is what we are accustomed to with these other dudes yep so I guess that's my silver lining in um the next month month and a half that this can work. I think so. I mean, the, we're just going to need Savali and Bieber to go nine innings every <laughs> <Yes. And> allow <laughs> One run.
1: I mean, it will and be interesting left. because Bieber, Not a huge ask. you know, I'm sure he'll, it's funny. It's like his May it was like quote unquote off, but he'll probably like go insane in June. You know, it's like Every guy goes through these types of stretches. Savali's just right now going through one of his, like, really hot stretches. Sub-3 ERA now, just went eight innings against the Tigers, which I assume everybody does at this point. But I'll take it. And, I mean, he Savali's, He's. I've been so pleasantly surprised by his improvement from last year. It's been fantastic. Oh, 100%.
0: 100%. And, and to your point... I mean, outside of the White Sox, none of those teams are lighting the world on fire that we play in June offensively. I think you're going to see a good Shane Bieber in, in, in June. Like, I think you're going to see, like, the numbers. And I don't want to paint, you know, paint Kluber in this light. But, you know, pundits around the league were always skeptical of his numbers because he beat up on these AL Central teams. I, I think that sometimes is also getting thrown out there about Bieber.
1: Yeah, that's okay. interesting. I've never heard that before. you got to play who's on the schedule. I've never heard that before.
0: I mean, it's not an overwhelming narrative, but they're, you know, sometimes people are a little bit critical. They were a little critical. They're like, well, yeah, you know, his numbers should be good. He pitched against the oh, Tigers four yeah. times this well, season. Well,
2: Kuber did. Cooper, you know, so at least I think, shut that down though with the that 2016 postseason. He, yeah, and I mean, he he backed yeah. it up. But I time. can I can see so. that though. you can hyperinflate your numbers because you know back when he was pitching, the Royals were also just trash, and so you're gonna you're gonna yes. get 10 to 12 starts against like utter just utter garbage. Well, no, because when he had good offense when he was pitching the roy well the Royals were at the end of their run, but they were
1: still competitive. The Twins uh, were starting to get pretty decent. The Tigers were, starting, were still the decent. The Tigers turning. The Sox weren't very good, though. The Sox were terrible. Sox they, they, they were the one consistently terrible team. But, like, I don't know. It's like...
0: But they weren't also... You know, it wasn't a
2: murderer's row in the Central Division. Not many divisions. I mean, there's never like, that many, you know... In the East and the West, there's... Usually only two good teams. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, so there's always, you know. The Mariners, well, then it's the like, uh, oh,
1: Clayton Kershaw's a, a sure. fucking bum. Because he only played the Padres and Rockies. And Well, he had his own demons uh, with the postseason. Like, yes, he did.
0: <laughs> I mean, your words, not mine, Steve. I've never said, I've never claimed Kershaw was a bum. <laughs>
1: those, those are your words. No, I love Clayton I, Kershaw. He's the
2: best. And I'm so like glad the he won a title. Mm. About Savali. Because I was like, I don't know about him, man. At the beginning of the year, I was just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Hey man, it's good to be. I'm happy. Good to be, to be wrong sometimes. But, but you know what?
0: <laughs> but you know what? He 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 was goodish. Nothing nothing like blew you away. So I you you were right to think
1: that. And yeah, he actually I mean he had a pretty rough 2020. I mean I mean he was he was yeah. uh I think his area was like over four or something like that. So um something like that. I saw some stat
0: today that he's like gotten like the most like he's had like. six I think this was like a seventh start pitching beyond the seventh. Oh yeah, wow. which like leads like the
1: oh, AL. Maybe what is it? What his record? What's Six and no, five Nine, and, seven, seven, and seven and one, seven and one. Yeah, Gucci Mama. All right. Um. I love it. Okay. Uh, a couple things going around the league before we get. So we'll end the episode. Obviously, you know your prospect and our random Indian. Do you have one locked up, locked in, uh, Chris, for random Indian? I, I do. It's a it's a fun one. This Ooh, as opposed as to I all can't. the other boring ass ones we've been doing. Our stupid <laughs> ones.
0: <laughs> They've been all garbage up this until this point. Suck. This is our this is our
1: Mona Lisa of know your random Indians. I love it. Uh kind of fun stuff around the around the league. Um Tampa has once again um reclaimed the top spot in the in the AL East. That division is just like you know. The musical chairs in terms of who's life. leading that division on yeah, any given day, but the Rays got themselves in the first place with an 11 game winning streak, which was just snapped tonight against the Royals. But goddamn, do I love the Rays! I pick them <laughs> make the playoffs all the time, every year. I bet on it, and sometimes I don't even turn in the ticket. I just save it, just so that I bet. Like sometimes <laughs> I just keep it for my own posterity. But um, you can photocopy those. And keep that that's true but i'm gonna actually plug your woman gonna, i did I <laughs> well one year i just straight up forgot and I, the time had passed <laughs> and it, and uh i think i'm gonna go and like get it like put behind something because i i'm just like all about it so uh raisin looking great despite you know not having a great offense at the moment uh just bonkers in terms of its like strikeouts and uh, nobody's like the world on fire so uh, they were on an eleven game winning streak. The Padres have really come to life. They had a nine or ten game winning streak, I believe. Right? Was it nine? Nine game that ended on Monday, and then they've they won
0: tonight. Gotcha. So I mean, they're they're what ten
1: and one in the last eleven. Yeah. And Tatis says, "Come back and just lit the world on fire." God, I fucking love Tatis so much. He's so much fun, dude. Just so much fun. There's so many good,
2: just young, fun players. Hopefully, San Diego like League. decides to fire their manager and hire like a Larusa or something. Dude,
1: speaking <laughs> of, I, we've talked about Larusa a bit, and we were talking about it before we recorded. But like, I think the the only reason that like Larusa like the, here's the sick thing is like I think it's like because I was talking about this in a uh, fantasy baseball Slack as well today that somebody brought up that the White Sox. Are the most united team in baseball due to their hatred of Tony La Russa. Like that was the 100%. that was the sick thing about that hiring was that they were like they'll fucking hate this guy. You know,
2: the Herb Brooks <laughs> syndrome from Yeah, Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> or like Bobby so, Knight, you know, well, like yes, all these guys, that. where it's like this dude sucks so bad, but like let's let's all band together and show him.
0: I'm I'm 99 confident that that team has a similar to the you know to what happened in major league of Rachel Phelps cut out in their mm-hmm. locker room that is so just oblivious to that just every time they win they uh, uh, they're not taking an article of clothing off they're putting more on Um, Naked Tony LaRusso, yeah. Could you imagine that? I do see one. I do Uh, see you
1: have one behind you in the video here. A naked Tony LaRusso cardboard cutout. (laughs) For you guys only. (laughs) You gave away my secret. We haven't spoken. Uh, We haven't. But no, we haven't talked about your mean Mercedes thing yet on this pod. Which I know it's been talked to to death, but uh, it bears repeating. I don't know if I'll ever get over him talking shit about his own players, and then, and then no. being glad that the opposing team threw at his own player for that.
0: That was the most head scratching, insane thing I believe I've ever seen. I mean,
1: what? I mean, half these unspoken rules are just they're stupid. bullshit. I hate him so much. Even just as a person, though, I mean, it's like. You you have now gotten to know this guy. Oh yeah! Like this is a guy that you got to know in spring training. He's played forever in the minors. He's he's literally putting the team on its back as he you guys deal with injuries and like he's this like just amazing talent and a and a you know animated guy and it's like like what part of like a normal functioning human would be like yeah you know screw this guy I want. I want the other team to throw at him to teach him a lesson. It's like, what What planet are you on? Like, you, you old, crusty fart. I, I hate Tony Russo so much. Like, he's, he's the uh, fuck him. If the White Sox won the World Series, man, I'm going to be so pissed. Like, he's he just, because it, 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 it would validate to all of those old school guys that it's like, that shit works, where it's like, I'm going to treat these guys like garbage. And we'll have to continue to deal
2: with that, you know, well, it, kind it, of that's That's good point, because it becomes a giant bummer to root for them, like. Like if we're out of the playoffs, I would have been fine rooting for like the White Sox and the Padres and the Rays. Um, I mean, it would have been like I'm cool with. Them. I mean, I know they're in our division and they're like quote unquote our rival, but like in our lifetime, you know, there haven't been a lot of moments where the White Sox have like devastated us in the postseason. I don't think they've ever done it in our lifetime. Uh, they're a fun team. They're a they're, yeah, they got the fun Yankees young players, Sox, man. And like yeah. Houston, like those are the teams I despise. So yeah, I was I was psyched like. If we weren't going to make it, you know, I'm going to cheer for Luis Roberts and and that whole team. But now it's like, oh God damn it, I can't cheer for Tony La Russa like win a World Series,
1: especially in the playoffs. If they're in the if you know they go deep in the playoffs, you're going to hear so many anecdotes about you know La Russa doing this and La Russa doing that and how he got this team to this point. And it's just like, kiss my ass.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just convinced that he's going to forget the rules of the game again. And costs himself, you know, all it takes is one game in the postseason to send you down a spiral. So I mean we'll see. He'll do something stupid. It's a long he'll season. challenge he'll challenge a call that's clearly, you know, not worth it, and then later in the game he won't have that challenge and you know. Yeah, well. Does he even know he has challenges? Like he has no idea. Like does he realize <laughs> that like that's like a new like a thing now? <laughs> I don't know. Probably doesn't. Ugh, it's half in the bag.
1: Oh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't there say that. There we go. <laughs> hey man, you know when you talk shit about your own players, it's all fair game. I think. I think you can. I think he. I think he is more than ripe for ridicule, and uh, you know, all that when when you start like like hoping that the other team. Beans your guy, so I'm for it. Okay, you guys got any Any what other uh MLB stuff you have? If anything,
2: I, I was just gonna rag on Larissa. I, I, <laughs> <else. That> <laughs> that, I don't
1: know, it's that was like I that. like seeing spoken my piece. I, I certainly like seeing um Tampa at the top of the standings, but Oakland is quietly chilling at the top of the AL West, um, St. Louis. <laughs> in the NL Central, whatever. San Diego, of course, is holding their own in the West. And I guess since we have to do it on a regular basis, I did, thanks to your brother, Chris, see this article that there is some rumblings about a certain person's place in the batting lineup, in the batting order in New York, uh, due to his 189 batting average, that there have been talks about even dropping... This particular three hundred and thirty million dollar man uh, <laughs> down in the lineup. So the only reason they haven't done it yet is because they have so many injuries, which is really exacerbated. They are decimated. It's crazy. How many? Well, I saw Conforto. End?
0: Syndergaard just get, Syndergaard just left the
1: game. Uh, a minor yeah. league rehab with stuff. an elbow like elbow issues.
0: Oh
1: my god. And, yeah. uh Conforto and McNeil are going to be out till like mid June, I think they said. So, yeah, Lindor. You know, again. Yeah, I think I always preface it with like, "Boy, you'd hate to see it," but, um, dude, dude, better turn it on quick because that means he is now on He is now their offense. Like, yeah. welcome back to Cleveland, dude. Like, that's yeah, out. They're gonna to turn be. on him real quick. Yeah,
2: and they were talking dude about how he's do cool happy,
1: and it's like could have told you that. Yeah, like welcome to the last three seasons. I'm just waiting
0: for them to realize that he's like, oh, for like. 400 in the clutch too <laughs> i think that's exactly what it is like i'm pretty certain it's a it's somewhere in that ballpark but yeah so maybe oh for 250 batting
2: right now um, it was it's
1: 190 oh, it so i mean that is like it's getting like it's almost getting to a shocking point where it's like i cannot believe he's still hitting under 200 and it's almost june i'm i'm
0: I'm telling you, I think it was like May of 2018. He tore it up. One player of the month, and ever since that point, yeah. it has just
1: been hot garbage yeah. from him. I yeah, I don't know if he just like went to his head or he does have a life. lot of walks this year though. Yeah, I've noticed that. He, he's 22 walks. His career
2: well, high is okay. 70.
1: The, the thing, actually, about his season that's interesting is that he's not putting good wood on the ball. Like, his hard hit rate is, like, way down. Like, something's going on where he's not seeing the ball or, or he's not making good contact or, like... Yeah, and it's, something's and going strikeouts are high, too. Yeah, something is happening. Jeez. So,
2: hey, it could be the pressure. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's probably something to that whole, like, not wanting to play in. In New York for a reason, right? And the Indians were like, "See you in hell, buddy."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's
0: how I, I like I, I,
1: that's how I want to picture that going. Well, now.
0: you have like, to know oh, you don't I want mean, to go
1: there. Boom. Internally, it would appear that the Indians knew full well, like who, what he, what he was doing in like the like clubhouse and stuff. And I just have to imagine they didn't seem all that, bo- like for Paul Dolan to come out like 2 years before they traded him and be like enjoy him i feel like they knew at that point that they were like yeah this dude's not good for this team there's something there i don't know it's, yeah. it's, ne- it's never really come out but yeah. like if if they were to
2: spend the money like they just couldn't bring themselves to do it on a dude who like 3 or 4 years into that deal you're just like we have this for 7 more seasons we are screwed yeah, it just doesn't seem like he,
1: he vibed here, I guess. It's a weird way of saying it, but like, towards those last couple seasons, it just felt like if the he wasn't on, the team was in a weird place.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, right now, Jose Ramirez is kind of struggling. He's going through a bit of a cold patch, but like the team isn't like, the team like obviously Finding ways to win. And it doesn't feel like everything's built around like Ramirez. It's like, hey, great. He'll carry you for like three weeks sometimes. But with Lindor, there was like this weird thing where it was You're like, right. if he was cold, the team was like, yeah, it got super weird. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean you know, I, 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 I don't do I want like the 2016 Lindor back? Sure. But that's five
2: years ago now. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's several seasons of below 300 hitting back. Like, good luck with that some guy's career ago. It is. And I mean, and part of it, the the bitterness that we have is like, you know, like, yeah, we, we knew we weren't going to keep him. So it's like, we assumed a trade was going to happen, but then he just like went on this weird, like weird tour where everybody was anti the Indians. When the trade right, like they treated him so horribly. And then he went on this mm-hmm. weird tour where he just like shit on the Indians and just like his time here. I was like, "What are you doing? If you just like said nothing, and it was about the dumbest things." Yeah, to up, like, I fell asleep in the World Series. I like, and it's like, "Why are you like bringing? Like, what good does that do at all? Like, yeah. how does that make you look good at all?
1: Right. Right. I know. It was a very. It almost makes me feel like there was like some weird like PR uh, like consulting going on, where it was like, "Oh, you should go do this." I, I really bad advice. Yes. Yes. Well, it is the Mets, so. Yeah, it's a, we.
0: And I mean, he Well, I was in. A, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just graduated college. Okay, your number one client is now Frankie Lindor. Get him on everything. It's not Lindor. Um,
2: <laughs> tell us about <laughs> yes. tell us about your style. Oh, well, like I'm a big entourage fan, so like I I like to model my style after Ari Gold. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, great. you You're
0: on this. <laughs> um, I mean, God, I guess to play devil's advocate too is. He had some sponsorships here. Notice, you know, he was with New Balance when he was in in town. Yeah, but it's um, T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was in the commercials yeah. last year. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of like you when you see those commercials. It's kind of like I don't want to. Know, say like you're just like another face in that commercial and it's not built around you but as soon as he got to new york it was like nope you are the face of our brand now oh yeah yeah and yeah i don't want to necessarily don't. say that was him but just as a result of him going to new york it seemed like that so some of it you know obviously i don't want to say it was all on him not to give him a pass on
2: any of this by any stretch but, but you know, you're right. And it's, it's just like, I, I brought this up at the beginning of the year, how funny I thought it was where he had a bad season last yeah. year and he rose on like the rankings of like the player yeah. rankings because all of a sudden he was in New York, like for no, oh, yeah, for no right. reason. Not, not like he had a great season last year, or the well, year everybody, that.
1: but everybody now is like, Oh, maybe we should have looked at like his last two seasons and maybe it wasn't an aberration. It's like, yeah, yeah. no shit.
2: Yeah. It, it just it you know they assumed Last you know, the minute two, that he was Steve. not even the weird short season like they weren't they weren't like mm-hmm. abysmal like he still like was great defensively but like not not even like bryce Harper numbers ever like approaching that in his career never near mike trout like never anything i like mean if i'm given 300 if i'm given 330
1: million dollars to a player no matter who it is, I want that guy hitting me 40 home runs and 115 to 20 RBIs a year. I want this dude to 290,
2: 300 batting average. Yeah, yeah I I, like, I want you to be the centerpiece of my offense.
1: Yeah, you will be hitting cleanup and you will be mashing the shit out of the ball for 10 years and, and having like a 500 home run career. Like right. minimum. It, it just, for a guy who's never even come close to 100 RBIs, which I know is is an antiquated stat, a lot of people will say, say but like, you know, to never even come close to that and, and now be hitting around 260 in a good year, yeah. 265, 270, a great year maybe? I don't know. It just seems ludicrous to me. But anyway, Chris, I know you got us loaded up with Random Indian and in, uh, Know Your
0: Prospect. Yes. Yeah. So, so let us without go. further ado. we'll start with the know your prospect. This is a uh, I'm, I'm kind of kind of pumped about this guy. Uh, he is a, another uh, quick riser and hopefully we don't see him up in the bigs this year, but uh, don't be surprised. Um, his name is Nick uh, Miolocheck. Mil- 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 Think I'm pronouncing that's Good right, Lord. Yeah, the spelling. Yeah, the spelling <laughs> is just. I can't wait crazy. to see his jersey. It's bonkers, Miola Check. I believe is how you pronounce it. Anyways, he was an eleventh round pick in 2019. He's already up in double A. He is putting up Karen Check like numbers this season. Mama he yeah. has 16. 16- that's tasty. Point two strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, on his career, it's just under 14. Granted, his minor league career up until this point was 25 innings between rookie ball and single A, and he's, you know, hasn't even hit 10 innings this year. The kid can bring some heat. Again, he's a bullpen arm. He's got 15 strikeouts in eight innings. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, he is a quick riser in Akron. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets at least up to Columbus um, just, you know, based on his performance already this year. Like, dude definitely deserves, um, at the very least, to get to that point and and prove it there. And, hey, he might uh, be someone in the pen next
2: year. Um, Ooh, him of Karen Check and Classe. Dude. Oh, no Viagra needed there. No. <laughs> this this will, I mean.
1: The Indians in arm development m- is <laughs> mystifying. Like, it's, it's like.
2: Crazy. Defines. I
1: mean,
0: bring back Brian Shaw in his 96 mile an hour heat again next year. And.
1: I love Brian Shaw, man. This season has proved to me, Like, this season has just like made me appreciate him even more. I always loved him 100 10% when he was here before, but, like, he's almost the... I would almost argue he's the MVP of the bullpen this year. Like, Klase and Karinczak have been, like, baller in the 8th and ninth, but there's something about a guy who can... Because, like, Shaw has come I mean, into literally every situation and delivered.
0: And mm-hmm. and the other thing with Shaw, he's kind of filled in that Nick Wittgren role from the last couple of years. Also, where's Nick Wittgren? Where, where, I mean, I think he's gonna be. I think he'll be fine in the long run.
2: I he mean, just gave up a several runs a couple nights ago. He
0: gave up a couple <laughs> runs the other night, yeah, but, but, but I mean, like up his until that was, like, up until that point, he had one bad game. He's only had like those two bad outings, like one earlier in the season and that one.
2: So I think he's gonna be fine in the long run. Yeah, I mean, our bullpen is still like really fun and it is. I just love how young everybody is. It's it's again, you know, I, we have these injuries. Things might not break our way this season, but, and they, they still might. We're still only a game and a half behind the, the White Sox. Yeah, we're only like, a just, quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, everyone's so right. young. It's just, like, so fun knowing that, like, we get, like, so many of these guys for the next five seasons. Yeah. I mean, it'll,
1: this will be a fun test to see for a, for a team that is the youngest team still in baseball, how do they respond? You know how, how do you respond to this type of adversity when your your best power hitter is out, one of your best three starters is out, and the rest of the rotation is as shaky as it is? It's Like, let's just see. I mean, that's kind of the fun of it too, and we're still winning. So yeah, um, you know it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting June. We might be looking back at June and being like, oh shit, things really went wrong. But this team seems to have pretty good makeup and. Uh, it'll be interesting. So it'll be, it should be exciting. All right. Certainly. All right. Well, the last
0: thing we'll leave you guys with tonight is our random Indian of the week. Right. And I uh, I, I did earlier in this episode make some pretty bold statements that this might be the best one. So I hope it lives up to that. Yeah, you, said, quote, unquote, you said it fine. is going to,
2: quote, knock our tits into oblivion. <laughs> Roll that tape back. I need that. I need that close. I don't know if I said
1: that, but you said that something sounds, to the like, Sounds like something yeah, I would say. Right. Yeah. Pretty. So I, it was pretty close to that. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: All right. So this guy was a former first round draft pick, played with the Indians in the 1988 season, appeared in 62 games. Okay. And the third and final clue is he uh, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. I can't give you any more hints because I feel like it would just give it away.
1: Former first-round draft pick. Played one Here, season with the
0: Indians? One season with the Indians. It was the... Um, nineteen eighty eight season when he appeared in sixty-two games. Okay, so he's not a pitcher. He's
2: gonna be a position player probably.
0: I will also say this. I'll give you another in nineteen eighty eight he had a three eleven
1: batting average. Okay. Three eleven batting. should be in the average. Hall of Fame. It should be in the Hall of Fame. That that's it should should be an be in the Hall of Fame. Interesting clue to
2: it. Um yeah that's the one that's tripping me. Because I'm just trying to think of guys who are fringe Hall of Famers where it's like, how is that person not in? Oh, I'm going to be so mad when I hear this name, too. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I just know it.
1: I'm gonna... Boy, my knowledge of the 1988
0: Indians is... <laughs> I mean, it... <laughs> it's hopefully this allows you to, you know, or, or prompts you to, you know, brush up on it. Now.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. I'm going to spend the rest of my evening looking at the 80s Indians teams. Wasn't that...
1: I think, I believe... Or no, no. Phil Negro is the 86 and 87, I believe. Otherwise, I was going to say our our last random Indian had some overlap, but no, they did not. They were not teammates. Okay,
0: because I was doing some deep dives on those rosters. This one, to the best of my knowledge, they weren't teammates. At least, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, definitely not in Cleveland. I can I can say with certainty that they were not teammates in Cleveland. Okay, God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I give up. You okay, okay. guys are gonna throw put in the um, throw up the white flag. Yeah, yeah, let's go. It is none other than our savior Terry Francona.
1: Oh, oh,
0: oh. Uh, he Should be in the Hall of Fame as a he manager? should be in the Hall of Fame, not as a player. God no, and he'll tri- be the okay. first. Okay. That's, that's what tripped tri- me up. He should great, be in the Hall of Fame, but he's not because he's still an active manager. Good oh, wrinkle, okay. was, good wrinkle. That was good. So, it,
1: so he hit uh, 300 with the Indians. Interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for his career, he was a 274 hitter. I mean, pretty much a, a. He only played over a hundred games three times in ten seasons. He was right. more of a, of a uh, bench, you know, role player. He was a number one, or first round selection by the uh, Expos in um, the 1980 draft. And by 1981, he was um, playing for the Expos. Ugh, I love the Expos wild. so much. Bring him back. I think we're going to be talking about that in a year or so. I think Steve's, not to not to make this a race-centric uh, podcast, <laughs> Uh, but I believe uh their
2: days in Tampa are numbered. Oh my god, I will go so hard for a Rays turning into a Expos team. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: I mean I might leave I'll, the Indians I'll miss the, the Rays, but I would only accept a change if they became if they rebranded as the Expos. That's the only acceptable alternative
0: to me. We can play the Amy Grant I will remember you song in the background as exactly. they transition from the Rays to the Expos. Yeah. And I can always so rock- have. Devil race
1: stuff. yeah. The retro gear, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, all right. Tito, beautiful. I love it. Tito, yep. All right, solid random Indian. Um, who, very sly of you, is also a very not random Indians manager. So no, no, he was a very random player,
0: it. but a very important uh, yeah. key cog in
1: Indians history. Um, yeah, I, I love as a manager. Uh, I, I love the ways in which we try to trick each other and trip each other up yeah. on these. <laughs> it makes <laughs> it really hard. <laughs> but uh, this is just going to become like a very vicious circle. Of, yeah. Oh, it's going to get nuts when we start nonsense. throwing out like random players from like 1934. Right. <laughs> where it's like, oh, you don't know S- Spuds McGee. <laughs> How dare you call yourself a fan? Yeah. <laughs> this guy played four games in
2: 1933. Turn uh, to get Martin's third yeah. cousin. Was who? <laughs> oh
1: shit. Uh alright. That's it. We're getting out of here. Uh be sure <laughs> to follow us uh on social at CalPenal Pod, and uh that's it. We'll, we'll see you guys later.